generation reject dystopia abandon utopia and instead embrace protopia a world where every day we take small steps to make tomorrow better than yesterday this podcast is brought to you by proteus theater to find out more about what they do visit proteustheater.com who is joining the conversation today? I'm Jess, I'm 18, and I'm hoping to study medicine in September. I'm Phoebe, I'm 17, and I'm currently in college doing photography, sociology and product design. Coronavirus has had a hugely disruptive impact on education and work. For those planning to go to university, questions remain about whether they should take up their places. The heavy impact on the economy also means uncertainty for those looking at vocational training or planning to go straight into the workforce. I would like to begin by asking you, Phoebe, what it has been like studying at home during lockdown. Studying at home has been difficult because I'm just not a very... um, proactive person I procrastinate quite a lot but actually it's been good because my connection with my teachers on email and and things have been really fluid and I've been able to talk to them a lot and they've been able to settle my nerves so that's been really good but actually working from home has been really difficult yeah no I I completely get what you mean my brother had to uh, for a while he had to carry on with his online lessons until they established that he wouldn't have to sit his GCSE exams and he is the same where at home there's so much going on isn't there and whether it's if you're struggling to access the resources you need or just struggling to like motivate yourself to do it is difficult and obviously I'm in a different position because I don't have the exams to study for anymore but I can understand. And Jess did you find it difficult to motivate yourself to study? Me and Phoebe are quite different in this respect because I struggle not to work if that makes sense so I do get quite agitated if I'm not doing something productive and even though my exams are cancelled, I for a long time had this sort of feeling that I ought to be carrying on with my studies. So I did carry on making flashcards. I've been making chemistry flashcards for the whole time at college. So I had to, I had to finish the flashcards. I was like, I'm this close. So I, I finished that for all the course content, even though I didn't have the exam. And because that's sort of how I was dealing with it, I guess, was just to keep myself busy. And so I know we're, we're both quite different in the way that we <laughs> keep our minds busy. Honestly, I, I struggled more with finding the motivation to just do things that I enjoy because I was feeling like I shouldn't be doing those things. It was was a difficult situation. Yeah, I found that I'm different to you in like the working because I found it difficult to get myself to work. But I found it difficult to get myself to do the normal stuff that I would enjoy as well because you feel bad about doing that. But then you like don't want to do the work. Yeah, it's like a rock and a hard place, isn't it? Because I don't enjoy doing the work, but I don't enjoy not doing the work. Exactly, yeah. 
Phoebe, did you have exams that were cancelled this summer? Yeah, I had mocks this summer. They should have been in May. They got pushed back to June and then they just got cancelled altogether. I actually thought it was really disappointing because I really needed the exams to understand what I was actually going to be doing, what the exams were going to be like. Like, I've never done an A-level exam before. (laughs) But no, I honestly, I was thinking about this the other day and I feel more sorry for the year 10s and the year 12s that are sort of halfway through their courses where they would have been doing GCSE mocks or A-level mocks because that's so much more of a difficult position to be in. Like you're having to do all this learning at home and you don't really know where you're at because you haven't had exams, but you still have to do your final exams next year. Yeah, exactly. You've still got something to work towards. So I think for us, it's just kind of finished. Like we just finished our courses early, whereas you still have to carry on with your course, but it's so drastically different now. Yeah. It must be difficult. I think the difference between us is like you have done a course that you've done all the content for and then you didn't even have to do an exam yeah it just didn't come to anything and then did it yeah yeah. but then you have to work out what your future is going to be like exactly yeah like you've made your decisions not knowing that your course is going to be interrupted halfway through you didn't know like none of us knew this was going to happen so a lot of our important life choices I would say choosing which A levels you study or whether you want to do an apprenticeship or a BTEC or anything like that it's so difficult to have made that decision a year ago and now be in a completely different situation yes how did you feel about being assigned a grade instead of sitting your exams? There's been a lot of frustration, I think, with everyone, whether that you're doing ETECs or A-levels or what courses you're studying. Everyone across the board in my year and GCSE year, anyone whose grades are being predicted, is very frustrated at themselves maybe for not having done as they'd hoped in the mocks or at the government for having cancelled the exams. I think there's a lot of that sort of tension around the subject but for me I started off feeling quite frustrated because I was building up to sitting those exams and I was getting quite motivated I was sort of in the mindset of okay I'm just going to work until the exams and then do them and then be done and then the fact that that just got completely changed around and they were like you don't have anything to work towards anymore I was very frustrated not really at anyone but just there's a lot of energy I guess that you were sort of ready to spend studying and now you just don't really have anywhere productive to put it of course, with the, the year below me, it's probably worse, but the anxiety of not really knowing what the future is yeah. going to look like. I don't know about you, Phoebe, but... Yeah, and I feel like for you, it must be like, it was going to be my grades that I've worked hard for, but now you're like, oh, it's in someone else's hands completely, really. That's exactly it. And also there's that worry that we're going to be known as that year that didn't really get our grades. In like five years' time, when I finish university and I'm trying to get a job, they might look at my A-level grades and go... You got your A-level grades in 2020. You didn't really yeah. sit those exams. You didn't get those A's. So even for myself, for my own like confidence, when I get to uni, it would have been nice to have said, oh, okay, I, I am clever enough to be here. I did get those A's. You know. Yeah. Whereas now I don't really know if that's what I would have got. And I'll never know what I would have got if I'd sat the exams. So there's definitely a, a matter of self-esteem of if I got those grades myself, like you said, they would have been mine. But now it's just sort of been guessed, I suppose. Phoebe, when you think about your future education, how do you think that experience will be different to the one you had expected before the coronavirus pandemic? I think that I'll be a lot slower in my choices. I was just like, okay, I need to get grades, I need to go, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. I know what my path is going to be. And now I'm very much like, I 
in a kind of unknown at the moment that I think a lot of people are in, but I haven't made those choices for my future yet. And now uh, they've kind of been upheaved and I've got to remake them all. You're picking what you want to do in like 20 years time, not just now. Exactly. Like in the best of times when you're 16 and you're in school and you have to decide what you want to do for your career, that's a lot to ask of a 16 year old. And so in these circumstances, my younger brother, who's would have been sitting his GCSEs, he's got to decide essentially what he wants to do at college and if he wants to go to university and what job he wants. And you're in a similar situation with the applying to university next year. Yeah. You don't know what that's going to look like. So yeah. it's very hard to make these decisions. Well, over this period, I'm almost like, I mean, it's made it almost 100% that I'm having a gap year. I think that so many people are in that situation now, which is going to be so difficult for universities because they're going to probably yeah. have a massive gap in people. But like what is the point of going to it? Can we wait a bit and then maybe get a better education coming from it? I would like now to introduce two people who can offer a different perspective on this. Megan and Agnes are medical students in Birmingham. Megan says the impact on the academic aspect at university may not be the biggest challenge for new undergraduates. What a lot of people focus on is the studying aspect of the issue with this online learning and lockdown going on for next year's students. But what actually is very important in the first year of university is the social side. And that really does impact the studying side as well. So being unable to meet new people, being unable to possibly live away, dive right in, is going to be really difficult for those new students. And I don't think they're going to make as good bonds with each other and therefore make us good bonds with the work they're doing and study as well and have that kind of lifetime opportunity that university is rather than just the academic opportunity that it is. Jess, I know you want to study medicine. What do you think about what Megan says? It's definitely something I've given a lot of thought to already, especially being in group chats with other students in my position and other people hoping to study at Manchester, uh, we've all sort of agreed that a large aspect of especially the first semester is social. And a lot of people have been very disappointed that, for example, Freshers' Week is not going to be what it traditionally is for university students. And that opportunity to meet new people is going to be a lot harder. I think it's going to be harder having a, a smaller network. I am a bit nervous about moving away, but I've always lived in the same house. I've lived in my house in Basingstoke for 18 years. Uh, Manchester's a long way away and I definitely was looking forward to meeting new people but I do think they're working to do more events they're going to do a lot of online stuff which arguably is not as good but they're they recognize at least that it's going to be a very different experience and they're trying to make it work still but it will be different it'll be a very different social experience. Let us hear now from Agnes she says personal contact has been a key support element at university the content is so difficult sometimes or so like abstract from anything you've done before and a different way of learning. You do need that face-to-face support, I think, to give you a bit of grounding and a bit of reassurance that it is supposed to be difficult and it's okay to feel this out of place. So I think in a way, once you've gone through seven years of a certain type of education, there is a way of learning and there's a way of structuring things in your notes. You kind of know how you take in information. At university is for every single course is just a completely different way of doing things and I think to just have to do that from your bedroom with a no other classmates that you can walk in the room and go did you find that difficult yeah I have no idea what I was doing that's a massive reassurance when you've you know spent hours the night before going 
I should not be on this course. And then to have a tutor sitting there going, yeah, no, it is really difficult, don't worry. It makes a big difference and it gives you a bit more enthusiasm for what you're doing. Phoebe, you want to learn a craft rather than go to university. What do you think about what Agnes says? I definitely have, like, it's really worried me, especially because apprenticeships are a massive part of engineering and I've always thought a lot about doing carpentry and I want to learn it at some point in my life, but especially over this time. And I've been thinking that actually education and learning is going to change completely. I'm not going to have that one-to-one. That's really worrying, especially as someone who's I'm a massive people person. I love being around people and, and it really makes my mood go up and it makes me a happier person. I'm also someone who relies on support a lot. I I really lean on my tutors and my teachers to help me and guide me along. Um, And I have dyslexia and I struggle sometimes with questions and things. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm really confused. I just need someone to read things and like re-explain things. And losing that support that I think she's talking about and having other people there to make you a little bit less worried. And it's really important. And I'm really worried about losing that actually, yeah. Before we move on, I would like you to hear from Megan once again, because Agnes and Megan are a couple. Their romance began at university, and Megan thinks they may not have met at all if they had been studying under coronavirus restrictions. Yeah, no, it definitely wouldn't have done, actually, because we met at the Student Union in Birmingham. All of them have kind of events are cancelled at the moment, so we never would have met. And then also with lockdown happening for us now, it's been difficult. But had we met a bit sooner, we might have decided to spend lockdown separately. And I think we've had a lot of friends and couples that have done that. I think that's a really difficult decision because they didn't know how long lockdown would happen. And to have to spend it separately would have been yeah, difficult, challenging. And we had, have had some breakups, actually, in our friendship groups as well. One study suggests that 20% of students will meet their life partner at university. Jess, had you given any thought to that aspect of your future? I hadn't actually. That really surprises me, that statistic. (laughs) But a certain part of the university experience which I was looking forward to was meeting people who want to be doctors and enjoy volunteering and that sort of thing that I could make those connections with I hadn't really thought about oh maybe I'll meet my lifelong partner or my my best friend forever or that sort of thing I'd thought more sort of about social networks I guess of having four or five people that I'm really close with and that I can go to for help like like she was saying originally if you're struggling with a lesson or something and you feel comfortable going to that person asking them for help I might struggle not having people who I feel like I identify with so yeah I feel like a massive part of university is people moving and there being a massive diversity of people there being so many different people which I feel like we don't have as much in Basing so (laughs) and also we've been in college we've been in secondary school and and primary school and we stay with the same people for very long amounts of time and I feel like especially going to Manchester it's a very diverse city and I feel like maybe you feel like you might feel like this you'll lose some of that diversity. You're going to miss that sort of like mixture of different people. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly actually, Phoebe. There's a lot of the friends that I might have made would have been on different courses entirely. 
So whilst I've spoken about, you know, wanting to meet people who have the same interests as me and want to do the same thing as me, it would be really nice to meet some art students or someone who's learning a language at university or that sort of thing. Because Basingstoke is a big place, but you have very small groups of people, I think, that you really come into contact with. Like, I've known you since primary school. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the year below me at primary school. And it's very much that thing of everyone you sort of come across, especially when you've lived here your whole life, sort of has a similar perspective on life. And it would be nice to, especially since I've never really been to Manchester, and it would just be nice to meet people who are local there or people who even who have come from abroad. Feeling has your view of your career prospects changed in recent months? Yeah, my view has definitely changed because I was thinking I might do something about sustainability. I might do something about being an individual because I was thinking about doing sort of solar energy. That's kind of what I was interested in. Now I'm like, wait, the world is changing completely. There's there's a whole mass of things I could be doing because however sad it is, that this whole thing is doing, which it is very sad, there's going to be a completely different world out there. There'll probably be so many more things I could make. There's almost going to be more jobs for me, like, however weird it is to say yeah it's going to be so much sort of adapting and changing I mean for both of us in what we want to do is new challenges and it's it's kind of exciting like as you say to have that responsibility of of finding ways around those problems and yeah as the generation that will be dealing with more and more of this sort of thing and they say don't they that there will be more pandemics like this and life will be changing it's scary and not a great situation but it's kind of exciting to realise like oh okay that's sort of in our hands and we can do something about that. I always feel like before this whole thing the world was as it was and it has been like that for a very long time and everything was changing slowly but now it just feels like it's been sped up. We're being thrust into this sort of new world where we're going to be the people kind of bringing in the new things and changing it. Yeah. Yeah lockdown's been a good opportunity I think for everyone to sort of reflect and be like Maybe we should change the way we do things. Exactly. With, you know, with the education system, should we be doing exams the way we are? Is it good for student mental health? That's a good example because obviously there's not been a break in the education system in so long. Now there actually is. And same with things like driving everywhere, traffic and air pollution and that kind of thing. People are saying, well, actually, we've had such a break from that. Maybe when we restart, we can do it differently. And so, yes, regarding study and work, what do you think has been the best thing to emerge from the upheaval caused by coronavirus? In terms of wanting to study medicine and help people in that way, I think there's definitely been a huge change in the the appreciation for the people who do that. And obviously, mm. I'm not a key worker at the moment, but by the time I am, I'm hoping that there will be a different attitude towards people who do that kind of thing because I've always thought it must be such a difficult job and it's nice that everyone is recognising that and sort of offering the support. Hopefully it will stick around for, you know, for years to come. And I mean, obviously it's been more difficult than it's ever been in these last couple of months for people who do work in hospitals or work in schools or, you know, it's really has been more difficult. But I think that recognition that it has always been difficult for those people is going to change how my experience of working in healthcare is, is going to be. The appreciation for people has gone yeah. through the roof, I think. It's exactly, really for important. everyone, you know, and I think yeah. that's great just, you know, for humanity. Like, we just all need yeah. to appreciate that everyone's everyone's doing their best, really. 
We are going to end our conversation there. I would like to ask you now what your commitment will be to building Protopia with regard education and work. Could I start with you, Phoebe? I think that my commitment is to be doing the best thing I can, choosing the best career I can to benefit the world and benefit my life and choosing the thing that's going to make me thrive, the thing that's going to make me do the best I can in education. I think that's been really important. And actually lockdown is a blessing and we should all use it to look at how and more deeply what we can actually be doing. And you, Jess? Yeah, I agree with Phoebe. I think it's just going to be like we were just talking about that change in just one person's attitude to it can make all the difference if I was having to deal with a key worker in a hospital and my attitude to them is so much more positive and I'm so much more appreciative of them it's going to change that person's day you know and it's you know if everyone was like that we'd be living in a much better place I think. Thank you Jess for your contribution and thank you Phoebe for joining the conversation today and thank you who have listened We appreciate you joining us for Generation Protopia. We thank you for your time and we look forward to your company in the next edition. Until then, goodbye.